What's up, everyone? Hey, it's Nick with the Arsenal Bros. We're here to chat a little bit about the FA Cup result at Oxford United, preview the North London Derby, and everything in between. Benji hosts today. Take a listen. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Arsenal Bros podcast, episode 41. Back with the boys, not live and in person, but we got the gang together. Kev, how are you? Doing great. We are no longer on a losing streak. So life is good. We're back. We're back where we need to be. We didn't lose the Newcastle game. You're right. But <laughs> we keep coming back to this. It feels like a loss to me. Ben would disagree. <laughs> but that's that's how good things are for us right now, man. Look at that. We didn't even lose, and it feels like we were on a losing streak. Man, that's when you know when things are good. Right, Ben? Yeah, seriously. When uh, we're we're not taking on three, it's kind of like a shaky, weird feeling. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to take the the night off from my hosting duties and hand them over to Benji himself. So here's the passing of the torch. You are, dude. Why didn't we talk about this before? I'm putting you on the spot, and I ah. trust you. To, I trust you to come through when I need you to, and I need that right now. All right, I'll see what fair. I can do. All right, good luck. Uh. Well, hey, it was fun all being together in person, wasn't it? Yeah, we need to do that again, eh? Seriously, if only I didn't live so freaking far away. Yeah. but That's okay. fine. Keeps good distance. Yeah. I like to social distance from anything Kev does or says. It <laughs> works out. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Hey, just thought I'd start off the pod with a with a question. We're uh, fully in the transfer window now. And uh, while we were together, Nick did happen to lock his keys into his car. Um, Much to his chagrin, and especially his wife's chagrin, uh, what would be your transfer window equivalent of locking your keys in the car this January? Uh, It would definitely be Dennis Suarez on loan. (laughs) Like... Hoping something, hoping something works out, and um, initial excitement, and then just nothing else happens. My wife did come through. It was quite the evening as as my wife pulled in. My daughter threw up three times, so uh, that made for a for an interesting evening. But uh, all all that ends well. So it's kind of like watching Dennis Suarez play for Arsenal. It's just throw up on the field. Yeah, he uh, he didn't even play much, so Mm-mm. maybe a bad uh, bad one. I can't. Who who had a worse Arsenal career, Dennis Suarez or uh, William? Um, Suarez. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. William scored that free kick, but yeah, and then he paid off his own wages and three assists in his first match. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's Fulham. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, we did play, as Kev mentioned. Um, What was that? Monday. The Monday night FA Cup special that nobody was a super fan of. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this game, mostly because I was trying not to fall asleep during the first half. Um, But I feel like we should talk about it, just as we talked about our lost draw. Gotta be professional. Yeah. 
Got to dig deep here. So Oxford United in their yellow kit. We uh, lined up fairly strong up front. Mm-hmm. Our, our starting three. And then we had we were heavily rotated through the rest of the squad. But what did you think of the lineup, uh, Kev? Man, I we talked about it in the last pod. I expected to see a lot of changes and was somewhat surprised that the front three was the same. MSN, as I think we're calling it now, but. A bit surprised to see all of them in there, but glad to see changes elsewhere. And when I saw especially the front three, felt pretty confident that we would be able to get the three points and hopefully get some of those guys off quickly before any injuries or anything else would happen negatively. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I I just am worried about at this point. You know, if we, it would be humiliating to bow out to Oxford when we lost to Nottingham Forest last year. But at the same time, I didn't super care. So I was a little worried about the front three. But, but Nick, what were you thinking? Yeah, kind of like what Kev said last time. I didn't know who else was going to play instead of Ankedia. And the closer we got, it seemed like Smithrow was going to play, but not start. I thought Marquinhos would have come in for sure. Um, but yeah, kind of, uh, kind of surprised for sure to see them all in. But yeah, um, well, do you think that says more about Marquinhos or more about Arteta? Um, I think more about Arteta. I think it's clear Marquinhos is just kind of not there yet and needs a needs a loan. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but um, I, I suppose if we get anyone coming in, he will probably go out. Um, but we can't do that yet with Reese Nelson hurt. So, um, yeah, I think the the game once a week gives us room for room to, I guess, play these guys to keep them keep them fairly fresh. So, it's a great question. I I think Arteta's shown us that he doesn't always trust beyond that first eleven. And then maybe a couple deep into the bench. And the Marquinhos stuff is interesting. I don't know if he had an injury or if he's not been training well or what, but I was, oh, he was on the he was on the bench. I know, which is which is just leaves me a little bit surprised why he wasn't playing. And and if we're being honest, can you see there being a point this year in a prem match when Saka would be subbed off for Marquinhos? Yeah, we're uh, up like eight nothing. Yeah, at this point, no. So he, and, I think he needs that loan. He's just waiting for somebody to come in. Yeah, and part of me thinks they're waiting for a hopefully a signing to get made, and then at that point you feel more comfortable because you don't have to have that what-if question in the back of your mind if one of the other front guys went down. For sure. Hmm. A little foreshadowing to the second half in my, Ooh. my sphincter tightening up. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, any other thoughts? Gabrielle was the only other full-time starter in there um, outside of the front three. I wasn't shocked that he played just because of the no World Cup, and he's kind of ever-present. There's really no replacement for him, so it just seemed to make sense. And I think that also highlights how important he's been for us this year, too. Dude has played – Is that has he played every single match? 
No, he missed one um, Europa match in Saliba played. Okay. But beyond that, basically everything. And I think that yeah. really highlights how important he's been for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... I think yeah, we could upgrade him, but but the things he adds to us, you know, he's Brazilian, he speaks Portuguese, he's big and tall, he can he wins wins duels in the air, he seems pretty healthy, knock on all the wood. You know, I think he's a pretty pretty under underrated starter for us. I think he's he just adds something like a steadiness to to our squad like a like Granishaka does in some ways. Yeah, I I think he's turning into that. I mean, I think outside of a couple bobbles, beginning of the season, he's really, really settled in. I feel like this time of year, we've seen the best of him so far. So that's great to be lauding his efforts heading into a North London derby. I can't wait to see <laughs> how that turns out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everything we say tonight, I'm just gonna be like a little stitious of. Not Indeed. superstitious, just a little stitious. Michael Scott in the house. Yeah. Hmm. Making royalties off every word. This this office is or this episode sponsored by the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get by your paper supply. Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, by Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. No, the Michael Scott Paper Company. Uh, yes. So anyway, heading into the first half. <laughs> Uh, any thoughts from it? It was slow. Oh, that was a snoozer. I was watching while I was, um, heading, coming back from work and yeah, not, I missed nothing. Yeah. Were you driving home, Nick? Or were you like on a bus? Oh, I was driving home. That doesn't seem very safe. Well, it, it, but you know what? It It highlights. It highlights the fanhood. Arsenal is life or death for Nick, and I can say the same for myself. So, no shame in that game. I mean, it's not like I was watching every bit of it because it just there wasn't much happening. It was just kind of it was on, and I was mainly listening to it. So, oh yeah, in case your wife listens to this pod, you have to to say those things to your mom. I mean, it's one of those things. If there's a highlights, you can go back. They'll play. They'll replay it, but that's true. Yeah. Are you up on the dashboard, guy? You would just put it in the seat next to you, guy. Well, how am I gonna watch it in the seat next to me? <laughs> <laughs> I would have some serious concerns. Is that what you do, Ben? Sometimes I'll put it on the seat next to me and just listen, and then if or something, I'll look over. I'll like pick that's it fair. up. Better than watching it on the seat next to you. Yeah. No, that's impossible. Sometimes, like sometimes, you can put it over your your speedometer. And just hope you're going at the right speed, like kind of in that region. Is there going to be a cop that listens? I'm going to get a ticket from this somehow. Yeah, that's fine. All of our sponsors will pay for your tickets. Oh, man. Good people. Paying yeah. for the pod. Mm-hmm. So any first half thoughts? It just felt like this is a disjointed team coming in, and we were fine. Yeah, it was kind of my thoughts was a uh... – very much kind of reminded me of Europa League time with um, just a blend of the squad. And I'm just like, when you see the league guys play, they're all together and everything's flowing. But when you see the Europa guys, it's kind of just a cluster a little bit. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So halftime comes and goes. Nothing really in the first 12 minutes. They had that one chance. I thought Matt Turner came out and did real well to tip your hat for the USA for that one. And then um, we had two changes on our left side. Uh, Kieran Tierney out for Alexander Zinchenko. And Sambu Lukonga in they're out for Granite Xhaka. And really changed the game. We scored immediately after. I don't know if those two were involved, but we still scored right after and then scored two more times and kind of shifted the way we played. Zinchenko really tucked in. Granite Xhaka just did Granite Xhaka things. Uh, what do you make of those changes? I thought they were pretty important. I have a theory on this, but I'll let Kev go first. It's hard for me to even say. I couldn't watch this game, so oh yeah, didn't <laughs> didn't see much. I couldn't tell you what was happening before that, so I will let you take the reins, Nick, because my input is basically worth pennies right now. It's absolute trash, which is about normal, but at least tonight I can admit it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, my theory is as I've seen this. I can't remember what the last game was, but when we when we change right back, left back, holding mid, in that being Ben White, Zinchenko, and Thomas Party, we lose all control. We cannot run run a game like this for sure. So um, I really feel like, man, when when they're out, the the tempo drops, the build up is lacking. I mean, Tommy, Thomas Party can take like three guys on and shrug out of it. Ben White can do the same. Zinchenko does the same. I mean, they all are so press resistant, whereas the others, um, whoever is in in those places, get a little suffocated, and um, we just can't keep can't keep control. The tempo's not great, and uh, I think that struggles. I think it's it it makes it just reminds me of why Arteta spent so much on the back line and how that has led to more goals is just trusting them in the buildup. And that's been huge. Mm-hmm. So I want to have a Sambi conversation. Do you think if Zinchenko is in Sambi would have played better? Or do you think if Jaco was in Tierney would have played better? Or no to both of those or yes to both of those. I think if Zinchenko's in, everybody plays better. Yeah. I think it would have enhanced Sambi for sure. Yeah, I mean... I mean, because he looked lost, right? He's, t- he's taking a lot of flack, but if he has Zinchenko behind him, that frees him up a lot. I I think, and I can't remember when I said this, maybe this summer, but I think we've moved past Kieran Tierney. That might make a lot of people upset, because I know he's... Um, He's got the passion. Everybody loves him. The Tesco bag, whatever. Short sleeves in the dead of winter. But for us to be successful, I think we've moved past him. His style is so different from Zinchenko. So when he comes in, it's just it's not. He can't do it, and uh, we're not as good. But but here's the thing, Nick. Would you say that Granite Jaka's play has been significantly worse with Tierney this year? Also, yeah, I would. He's so much better with Zinchenko. I, I think he's been 
he has been solid nearly every match that he's played, no matter who's been there. I I put the blame much more on Lukonga than I do on Tierney for that. I feel like, but how many games has Sambi played with Zinchenko behind him? It was Oxford United. If Sambi can't do it in this match, can can he ever do it for us? Yeah, but you can say it's Oxford United, but. So I mean the whole front line. I mean you look at Saka and Martinelli. They they barely had a look the whole first half. If they if they can't do it against Oxford, who can they do it against? But yet they're the they're the star boys, right? They I were. think Oxford. I think Oxford was quite organized, and I think on that bumpy pitch on a Monday night in Oxford, wherever that is, I I think it was a, a trickier. Now if it's Oxford at home. You know, there's, I think, a different expectation with that, and um, I, I would agree with that. But I think in this situation, I, I'm not having to go at Sambi about that. Yeah, I think, I think it's somewhere in between. I don't think he was great. I think that Tierney has been good this season, and even Nick, you're his biggest fan, but you've admitted different times like, oh no, Tierney has been really good for us, especially coming off the bench. Uh, I know he wants a starting position, but sometimes he offers us something different. But I think he has way more experience than Sambi does. And so without Zinchenko, I think he is a little lost. I think he was trying to play positionally in a newer position at the eight when he's really, he spent all last season at the six. And so I just, I think he's lost, but I I don't think he's a bad player. But I think he gets hurt more from the lack of supporters in Chenko than any other any other person playing that position because he's young because he's figuring it out. And I'll say this too, coming back to what we talked about with. Xhaka and Tierney against West Ham. Tierney started. Xhaka had an 8.2, according to Fop Mob. You can go game by game, and Xhaka has been better. But I just, more so than that, I my gut tells me Lokonga will be best with a move away to play and then come back. I can't, my mind keeps going back to all or nothing. And you remember that dinner conversation between Lakanga and Eddie Mm -hmm. and look at the way, look at Eddie's mindset in that conversation and where Eddie's at now compared to Lakanga. And it, it it tells you everything you need to know about why those two guys are in the positions they're in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, But, but Eddie's also grew up in the country and has been in the Academy and knows the club and, this is Sambi's second season, I feel like. Yeah, and Man, Sambi like was he... the guy at Anderlecht. And he, he, like, made that club captain. He was, I mean, he had the world at his fingertips, and then he comes in and, and feels like he's stalling. Eddie has been fighting since day one after he let, got let go by Chelsea. So there's also, like, a background to each two that, I just think plays into this whole thing. I just think, yes, look, Sambi Lukonga was bad in this game, but I also think there are circumstances that don't help his situation. So, so where are we? No, go ahead, Kev. 
so I'll, I'll give you this hot take right now, and you will both disagree with me. I'm confident. I may be more worried for our season if Granit Xhaka goes down as opposed to Thomas Party. I can see that, but I think Odegaard could shift. No way. No I think way. Odegaard could shift over. I think Zinchenko could play there. I think Smith Rowe could play there. And that's yes. if Lokonga has to be that guy. Smith Rowe maybe could do it. We have other guys that could do it. But I think we lose more going from Xhaka to Lokonga than we do Partey to El Nene. Mm. And that's I mean, that's I mean, what my eyes over, tell me watching these games. Over how many games? Every every game that I've seen this season, and then going back to last season, that that's what my eyes would tell me. Because El Nene dropped off majorly when he had to play weekly. He was really good, and then that last little stretch, he just he just faded hard. I think I think the experience level of party to El Nene, there's not much drop off there, but you go experience from Jacques de Lacanga. I mean that's cavernous but i i disagree that that's a a different drop off i think losing losing party and you know we're we're cooked i mean look at last season i know jacques has been different this season but he was to be fair he was different in the second half of last season too um so yeah i think uh man losing tp would be bad news for sure all right, I can't take any more bummer talk. Let's move on to something. Amazing. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Jeez, it's not bummer talk. I'm no, just it is bummer talking, talk. about talking about a little. It's a little bit guys getting murdered. Man, come on, murdered. These are just questions we have to we have to have. If Jaka goes down right now, we and Lokonga plays that spot. We're not winning the title. There's no doubt about that. I think you're right. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I hope I'm wrong, but right now he's not good enough for us at that spot. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I just don't want to think about losing Granite Jaka right now. Me either. And we're lucky he is the Iron Man himself. Knock on the woods. Man, we're we're making lots of uh, open comments. Oh that... no! All right, let's talk about how good Vieira was. Uh, first half, he was a pedestrian like everybody else. But, but he, there were moments he played a couple crossfield balls. He he was super tidy. His touch looked pretty good. Did he impact the game? No, but like there were glimpses there where, if someone's putting together a comp video, there are a few clips you could take from that first half that just show his technical quality. Yeah, but that's the thing, and this is what James from Arsblog said. You know, is he a is he a moments guy or is he a is he going to change games guy? Yeah. And I guess the first half showed the moments, and the second half showed like he can change the game, which he did. Yeah. So no, I mean, I, I was being he, a little overblown when I said let's talk about how amazing he was. He, but his second half was he produced a couple bits of magic that I think are different than Odegaard. I don't think he, his work rate is different. I think the way in which he kind of floats in and out, I think that's part of being young, part of still figuring it out. 
but then he he pops up in good positions and can really just play a ball in. Yeah, his ball to uh, El Nini was like a a video game oh, service, like just. You, you could not put it any better, and El Nini barely had to do anything for it. And his ball to Enkedia, Enkedia on the right side of the defender, pointing to the left and making that run. Um, fair play to him, and yeah, Vieira put that through. But probably my favorite part from him, he had this point, it was before any goal in the second half, he had this, he was all the way on the right touchline, outside of the boot, with his left flick through to Enkedia and made the run and was through and Kedia was going to his left. And I think he was just out. Vieira was outside of his view, but was through on goal and uh, didn't get the pass. But that was a side of him. I hadn't seen to where he could make the pass and get into the box. And I was like, wow. Okay. I think, uh, I think he's here. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, this was a way different game for him. I mean, I think he could be, has a better chance of being successful when we play at home. But I think, you know, like I said earlier on a Monday night in Oxford, definitely not his type of game, but he was the key for us. I think showed a type of, uh, it just started to show his value in why we bought him. So Mm -hmm. very interested to see his role the rest of the season. Yeah. Where there's talks of another midfielder coming no names or anything um, but obviously we need numbers and with us i mean the next time we play in the europa will be in round of 16 so hard to see i don't know even looking at game is city away so i'm very interested to see if he gets a start the rest of the season yeah kev what do you think his long-term role is maybe long-term for this season and then longer term moving forward. Man, that's a good, it's a really good question. Obviously I didn't see the goals yesterday, but you know, you think back to like a prototypical number 10 and what you want out of a guy like that. And as someone who can unlock a game with a pass and who might not show up for, 85 minutes in a game, but in five minutes is shows a couple moments of brilliance and wins it for you. And it seems like that was part of what he did in the match yesterday. And I think we've seen him start to get more and more comfortable and adapt to England. You know, we go back to the old prem proven discussion that we have so often. And I think he's a case where it shows you he's physically wasn't quite there yet. And, you can even see a little bit with him the body progression he's made in his time in England, but he he has these really good these really good qualities, and you can't help but make a little bit of an Ozil comparison with him. Mm. And what I'll say, you know, I always liked Ozil, but people questioned the defensive side, and Arteta has got Vieira doing the defensive work. Mm-hmm. I think he did it with his previous club too. And there were a couple that, moments in this match in the second half where you saw Teta really amping up our press and Eddie was pulled out of the middle. And so it was Vieira kind of doing the Martin Odegaard role of just pressing their, their right center back. And so, so he'll, he'll do it. He'll put in the miles. He'll, he'll run hard. I think it was like the 70 or 80th minute and he's still out there 
kind of pressing and, and pushing. So I think you're right on that, Nick or Kev. And he's just such a unique guy. I would love to see. I don't know how exactly we do, but I'd love to see a game with him and Odegaard on the field at the same time. I think defensively they can do it. And man, that that ability to break the lines with passes is would be incredible. And but I think that he's a guy that we're going to see play more and more. I'm still surprised he didn't play against Newcastle. I don't know what the deal was there or why that decision was made. Yeah, I think he would have been helpful. I think when we talked about a sub against Newcastle, he was the guy. I I think we just should have taken a defender off and um, gone just gone through at the back and go for it. But maybe Arteta thought a loss if we didn't if we were too exposed would have been more harmful so but to to answer your initial question ben i think he is one of the few bench guys who will have a key role in the title chase and in the push for europa for us i think you look at a guy like him um you look at our the multiple numbers we have in the back whether it be tierney or tomiyasu guys that can play there and then maybe a mudrick that we bring in other than that Obviously, Eddie and J- I think Jesus will both play a role, but we don't have too many guys that you could feel comfortable rolling out in that first 11 that you don't see a big mm-hmm. drop-off. And I think he, he fits into that closer to that first 11 than a guy who only plays in lower-quality matches like FA Cup or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, we paid pretty big money for him, so I think... I think he's trusted. Yeah. And there's expectations for sure. It'll be interesting to see what Smith Rowe coming back does to his, his minutes and when he gets brought on as well. I can't believe we went this long without talking about the Smith. Yep. That was an omission on my part. I definitely think he is in that group also. It's nice to have him back because it seems like he's been gone for so long. I know. I forgot he played this season. Like my mind just like totally blanked that he was there at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Yeah, he came on in the United game, and that's when he got hurt was the mm-hmm. cooldown after the United game. I mean, losing that game, our only league loss to this point, and, um, and then losing him after the game was kind of a maybe flew under the radar a little bit because it was already bad, and uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was nice to see him back. He played left wing. He played... Um, in that Odegaard role in the 10. And I thought he was uh, good. Yeah, I mean, definitely looked rusty. Had some had some touches for yeah. sure that were... Um, that shot just, that came into the box that he just couldn't quite control down. Just off balance for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, reading the Athletic article today, if you haven't read it, that's a an eye-opener about how long he's been dealing with this since he was 18, 19 years old. I mean, all the way back to his loan deal in the Bundesliga with Leipzig. I mean, that was before his loan at Huddersfield Town, um, before his breakout season when he came on against Chelsea before last season. So, I mean, it's interesting to think about, like, man, if this is something he's been dealing with, for that long and he's been able to play at this level it really makes you think like if he's if he feels good and is is actually i mean they had to reattach a muscle in the groin pretty 
crazy by the sounds of it, but if he's uh if he's back, um that's gonna be wild. Yeah. And uh I just think of the Newcastle game, look around like who's gonna unlock this game. He comes in. I mean, he scored, I think it was four straight, um from off the bench. And uh if we need anything, it's more goals from the bench. Because, I, I mean, I have a hard time seeing him breaking into this lineup, but I think he has a major, major role to play the rest of the season. Did so. you did you see the story about Smith Rowe attending almost everything with the top team throughout all of his injuries or all of his injury recovery? Yeah, he said he still had to go to all the meetings and everything, and I love that. I think that's great. I think he's just going to be – I mean, tactically aware. I think I think he's just going to be hungry. I think we'll see kind of his full potential by March, early March. Thing to see just how much he's pushing uh, to get on the field and even pushing for a starting spot. As you know, as our matches start to heat up and and how many games we're playing, I think it's going to be amazing to have to have him for some rotation with Martinelli, with Saka, with Odegaard, with Vieira. Um, heck with Eddie at the false nine. I mean, if he's if he's not injured and has been his whole career, I mean, I feel like do we have the next Zidane on the bench? <laughs> that's that's a joke. No, no laughter here. No, wasn't we're both, we're, we're we're both gonna be that good over the topics we've been talking about. What said we're just stressed right now. Big week upcoming. It is. It's the North London Derby. Anything else from this Oxford game? I mean, Eddie. What Bag do you think about this? We we need to talk about the draw. Uh, I know the last thing with Oxford. I would say Eddie's celebration on away grounds with the corner flag is ice cold. Mm-hmm. Did it at the bridge with Chelsea, and then did it again where he puts his arm up on it. Like that is an elite celebration. I will say that. So. Yeah. Hopefully another one this weekend. Yeah, we could use it. Yes, the draw, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, here's my theory, and I'll make it quick, is that if you want to win it, you're probably going to have to beat City at some point. And so we either um, we beat City and then we're favorites, or we don't win and it's a cup that we're out of. I mean, I really want to win the FA Cup because I love it. But uh, I wouldn't be upset. Just to be out of another another cup competition when we're top of the table by five points and we're going and I think have a good chance to win a European trophy. Like those are just astronomically more important at this moment than the FA Cup is. Yeah, I honestly like I think playing City in the FA Cup is a huge blessing because there's no way we can compete on three fronts with this squad we have. Like we we just can't compete for three trophies. Yeah. It's and, and they can. Yeah, absolutely they can. I mean they they have a good academy. They've bought a lot of young, good players, and then they have, you know, their B team would probably finish top ten in the Prem. So like <laughs> they're they're they just have a leg up on us because of their financial situation and the in the position they've put themselves in the last what is it, eight, nine years. And so I just, I, if we win, 
with a rotated squad, fantastic. And if we don't, then see you later. Let's go win a European trophy and let's win the league. I'm, I'm right there with you, Nick. No doubt. Kev, do you want to try to convince us otherwise? No. I thought you actually may give a different opinion, Ben, but I am with both of you. We either get a chance to knock out the favorites and then become the favorite ourselves, or we lose, and that's one less competition to worry about. We can turn all of our focus to the league and to Europa, and and I think it, it works out well for us in that way. I was actually pretty excited about the draw. I'd rather it be at home, but mm-hmm. we get three big matches against City in 2023, so I think sets sets us up for a lot of excitement in yeah. in those three games. Yeah, yeah we I play think, him twice in two and a half weeks. It, it, I think it's been a long time since we had big games where we were excited about because we felt like we could do something. And yeah, I, I'm not afraid of City anymore. After our New Year's display last year, I think we can, I think we can give it a right go, and we'll get three of them. So we'll learn a lot about ourselves. Yeah. Do you want to talk about our, our run of matches while we're on this? Is I mean, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, we we have a wild run of matches. Spuds away. United home. City away, FA Cup. Everton away. Brentford home. And then City home. That's a... Uh, that's a big six games. Brentford are no slouches. We owe Everton. Um, yeah, it's a lot. What do you? What do you? How do you guys feel heading into that run of matches? I'll take my chances against anybody at home. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, I know City is City, but I mean, we showed last year when we had them on New Year's. We can hang. Here's the question so, for you: Do we do we owe City one, or do we owe Spurs one away? We absolutely owe Spurs one away. Well, yeah, we always owe Spurs one away. But like right now, who do you feel like this would be huge? Beating City at home or beating Spurs away? I don't know how uh, to answer City. it. City. Huh? City, because that's... We benefit more from City, absolutely. City is the bar. Mm-hmm. That I mean, they're our direct competition. I think sometimes in a derby, everything gets thrown out the door. And I mean, look at last year when we played them. I know it was end of the season cluster, injuries, whatever. And the motion just got the best of us. Best of us and that happens in those kind of environments, but games against maybe non-emotional rivals, but bigger games maybe get different types of performances. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always blast Spurs into oblivion, but... Yeah, can but we I talk about that, that game? That's all I yeah, can we think will. about. We will. I think we need to end with it. Yeah. We'll end with the North London Derby predictions like we normally do. Unless you guys want to veto me here live on air. 
No, 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 no. I'm just, just ready to talk about that. But there's other things that must be pressing, Benji. Yeah, we're talking about our run of matches, man. Yeah, but as Arteta says, we can only look to the next one. That's why I'm not asking for predictions. I'm just asking for what are you what are you hoping for from this? We don't need to pick how many we're gonna win or lose or draw or whatever, but like into this, like do we come out on the better side of it? Kev, what do you think? That's a very tough question. I, I don't even know that I can answer that. You wimp. You're you're not wrong. But I think I think it's hard for us to answer it based on January and guys that may come in, guys that may not come in, and and so on. But like Nick said, right now, with our top eleven, I'm confident against every single team we play against. Maybe not City away. But every other match that we line up in, I would feel confident and disappointed if we did not win. So despite how difficult the run of matches may be, I have the utmost confidence right now that our top 11 can get a result against every team in the world. Well, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm with Kev too. I mean, I don't foresee us being perfect, but I think if I'm other teams, I don't want to, I don't want to play Arsenal. Yeah. Especially away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've really kind of firmed up our, our run at the Emirates and, and have looked really good there. Uh, the crowd has been amazing. The pitch is immaculate. We just kind of just we, we it, it's truly our home now. I think we've settled into it this season, even last season. But um, yeah, Kev, you're giving me confidence. I I look at the schedule and I and I say we we should be able to do this, but I'm just I'm just nervous in this new year. The World Cup break really really threw me a bit. You're getting too far ahead of yourself, Benji. I know I always do it, man. Listen to the gaffer. Okay, one game at a time. I I I have to. I know he said it all the time, and I have to do it because yeah, I mean when as a fan in a title fight, it's like you start to think too far ahead, and you're just like. I'm thinking about the the squad depth. I'm thinking about injuries. I'm thinking about yellow card suspensions. I'm thinking about you know away here in January. I'm thinking the cup congestion, whatever. It's like I can't I can't control any of this as a fan. But what I can do is have my concerns or have my thoughts about this next match, and then remember who who we are now and. Uh, that makes that makes it a lot better. What a great it makes life. it more enjoyable, honestly. You're right, and what a great life lesson life lesson we learned from from Papa Papa Arteta. Yeah, I mean, the players continue to say it. Every player in an interview only says it, and it makes me confident that that's the only way they know how to do it because yeah, it's a classic coaching thing. And I know the interviewers get so mad because they just continue to say that and how it's cliche. But if you're able to actively live that out, yeah. you can be okay. Okay, let's live it out right now. North London Derby is coming up on Sunday. Yes. Away at White Hart. No, it's not White Hart Lane. It's, it's at the, the Toilet Bowl. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, the Toilet Bowl. That's what I said. 
Our pod has more sponsors than their stadium does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, let's start with a with a simple question. Where are you watching it? I am going to try to get to the official Arsenal Indie Gooners hangout at the Chatham Tap Ooh. here in Fishers. So that's the plan. That's exciting. Kev, what about you? Hopefully doing the same. Hey. That's the goal. Oh, I'm so but jealous. I know it stresses me out. Part of me just gets very anxious about Tottenham away, and it's high risk, high reward. It is very high risk, high reward. And I think back to last spring, we were convinced we were going to get the job done, at least to draw, and that did not go our way. Don't even want to talk about that match and some of the whistles that may have gone on. But I'm also just, if we want to talk about the match itself, I'm just annoyed that Tottenham has a bunch of guys coming back now. Does that not always seem to happen to us when we play them? Kane can miss three months, and then he will be back the the match we play them. This this is their season, though. This is their trophy. Mm -hmm. It's us. Yeah. It does look like Richarlison and Kulisevsky are both out. It's cool stuff. Yeah, I had read yesterday that they thought he was going to play. I could see him not starting because if he hasn't played, I'd feel like it's unlikely he comes straight back in. Yeah. Can we talk? Can we have a Kulisevsky conversation? He's off, he's, off he's, the cuff. He's a gooner. I, I know, and I actually was looking at him the other day and somehow looked and found an Arsenal Bros tweet from. September about that. Ooh. And Your are you price. aware of the clause in his contract that he has with Spurs? Mm-mm. If they do not finish outside the top four, he is free to leave. Okay. And because it's on a loan deal, and when they finish top four, then Tottenham have the obligation to buy. I think but, it's high time we uh, we have somebody cross the border. Would would he not be phenomenal depth for Saka on the right side? Oh man, that'd be awesome. Nick, you were on the Kulisevsky train for a long time. I still went am. To, went to Spurs, yeah. I'm just biding my time. I'm being patient because, uh, I mean, I obviously can't root for him now, but it could happen. That would be great. Yep. Yeah, he'd be a great fit. And would allow Madrid to go on the left if we get that done. Yeah. What else about Tottenham? What are we? Uh, are we? I'm reading right now that Basuma could be back. That Bentacore will probably be back. He'll play. Bentacore's a big be player back. for them. Yeah. He. Yeah, he was a, another loan deal, but he's been really good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, are there are there any players specifically that you're worried about or that you hope uh, don't play for them? Uh, Harry Kane's for sure scoring, and it will probably be a penalty, but I mean, at this point, you have to be expecting him to score, right? Somehow. Nah. Ben, you're 
you're denying the inevitable. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I know I'm not living in reality, but I just don't care. I don't want it to happen, obviously, but. Hmm. I don't know. It's like Kev said, I mean, I get so anxious even just thinking about it because I want to win it so bad, especially there. Like we're so due to, uh, to win a game like this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, really easy to get your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I just, I don't know. I feel like I haven't even wrapped my head around that we're playing them already again. Uh, I'm worried about Youngman's son. I just feel like he's been, it felt like Ben White really shut him down last time we played, but I mean, he torched us last season. And so I'm, I'm slightly worried there. Yeah, but that was with Rob Holding and Cedric. That's true. Much a much different back line. And Muhammad El Nini and Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Things change. Maybe a little unfair to throw Tierney in there, but just back line. We can't I mean that's truly not how Well, no, it wasn't Tierney, it was Nuno. Or hold on, was Cedric at left back? We can pull this up. Hold on. I'm looking at Harry Kane's record against us. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's if he scores again, he'll break the Derby record for goals. Fourteen goals and eighteen. Seven wins, five draws, six losses. That's just not right. He needs to lose more to us than he's won. Oh, why can't I find this? I don't want to go back to it. Kevin, you said it earlier. We don't want to go back to it, but I need to know who was playing. In that May game? When was yeah. it? Here, hold on. Oh, yes. It, it, Cedric did play. Remember they had that ghost penalty oh, on Cedric? That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then the red card was in the 33rd minute, so... Ugh. Oh man, that was brutal. I was so, that ruined my like whole week. I don't yeah. know where Nick's looking. I found the lineup. It was the back four was Tomiyasu on the left, Gabrielle holding, and then Cedric on the right. <sighs> so out of that, potentially one. Yeah. Turner and Gabrielle. I think so. Hmm. That's an upgrade. I think so. I Even would. with Tierney. Yeah. So. I mean, we we did beat them 3-1 at home. And I think we were 3-1 better than them. And so. Yeah. I think that. We need to. I think if we play well. And, and composed. That. I feel really good about it, but I'm worried about Sokka. Um, will he be fully fit? Have you guys heard anything? Uh, Arteta said after the game that he's fine. Okay, good. We're good. Nope. Nothing to worry about. Okay. I feel like it would have blown up on Twitter and I would have seen it, but. Yeah. Yep. No, we're good. I think we should be able to go full strength. Mm -hmm. Unless anything I don't know happens and hopefully Smith throws on the bench again and if we can get 15 minutes out of him, 
if we need, I think that's uh that would be huge. Yeah. Hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so any final North London Derby thoughts before we make predictions? I just hope the occasion doesn't get to us. It's not like last season where so much hinged on it, but we want to push it over the edge and yeah, we're, we're, we're due to do the deed, but yeah, it's a big occasion still. Yeah. Kev thoughts. I don't have any additional final thoughts. Other than I'm ready, I'm ready to make a prediction when we're ready. But all right, do it, man. You want me to go first? Yeah, you seem this ready. Is, you it's seem a lot of pressure. At, you're chomping at the bit, bro. Go for it. It's a lot of pressure. I I think it's going to be a very tight game. I think we're going to see upwards of six, seven yellow cards. Maybe looking at another red card. We've had a red in each of the last two matches. Could have probably had more than there were in those two. And I think it'll be also a high scoring affair. I think it'll be open. And my gut says two, two, but the thing I know is to never follow your gut and follow your heart. And my heart says three, two Arsenal late winner, Eddie and Ketia making absolute history in the North London Derby. Oh man. Do you know what I would give for an Eddie and Ketia mm. winner? That would be amazing. Anyone winner, anyone who's who's winning for sure. Anyone with a late winner is going down in major Arsenal lore. Mm. They make documentaries about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for that. My stat of the day is um, these la the last seven meetings between the teams, no draws. Ooh. Spicy. Uh, so I feel like uh, what would have been a safe draw bet, I'm going to have to pick. I, um, you know, I am going to go draw. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one, one. One. Because as much as I want us to win, I, I don't know if we've proven we can win a game like this. We've won at the bridge. That was kind of a big one. Um, but with this new group, I just don't, I don't know if they've won a game like this yet. I haven't been proven and I don't want to say, I don't want to predict, predict us to lose because I don't want to be that guy. I could see, I would not be surprised if we lost this game because just having a Kedia in the occasion like this, I mean, how many players haven't played? Mm-hmm. In a derby, in a North London derby away. I mean, you go Saliba, Zinchenko. Um, Zin oh, yeah. In Kediev. I mean, hasn't started a game in this position. Um, I mean, Jaka didn't play in the last seasons. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, I just, this collective group, I think uh, we're learning about throughout the season. And I, it's not that I'm not convinced by them, but. I just need to. I just want them to continue to see new things because them beating yep. Chelsea away was a step, and that was a new thing, um, and took a step there. And I think this is another step, but a different 
a different step than the Chelsea game for sure. So I'm going one uh, one. Yeah. Are you? Are, can I go now? Are you done not yeah, believing yeah, in said, our boys? I said one one. Right. Well, yeah, but you're like saying I'm not surprised if they lose and all that stuff. Man. I'm just trying to be realistic. <sighs> why? Why be realistic? It's the North London Derby. It's the most important time of the year to not be realistic. And when? When have we beat? When's the last time we've beaten them away? I don't know. That's realistic then. I want us to win more than anything. No, I'm saying now's not the time to be realistic. The result has nothing to do with my my realism on this. So what's what's not realistic is there being only two goals in the match. Our DraftKings bet of the day says over two and a half goals scored in this game. Anything less than that, you are throwing your money away. Take that to the bank. Put your mortgage on it, whatever it takes. Over two and a half goals. Nick, sorry, bud, but you're wrong. Uh, Maybe I'm winning. You're about to hate what I'm going to say, Kev. That's plus money for me, then. Which probably means we end up losing 2-1, and I really effed us, but we're we're, we're all here to make a quick buck, right? Mm. (laughs) Let's hear it, Ben. What what are you going to say? 0-0? No, 1-0 to the Arsenal. I think we're going to see... A side that says we are not gonna let that Harry Kane. Oh, I'm filtering all the bad words I said we weren't gonna say on this pod. We're not gonna let them score, and we're gonna we are gonna have a defensive masterpiece. Okay, I, I have a slight thought based off of that. The last two games, Newcastle and Oxford, have very much used similar tactics to where they have slowed things down they uh by uh, wasting time i'll say that mm-hmm. i'm confident tottenham will do that some dark art tactics that i know they are not above um i i could just see them playing for a draw or just playing for us to not this has happened two games in a row now and against teams that don't want to go for it. And I, yeah, I could see them not wanting to go for it. And yeah. because a draw in a game like that, they're not expected to win against. No, I would say they're the expected. League. They're expected to win at home. Against the top team in the league? Yeah, I think so. They're fourth. For sure, they're expected to win. That's hilarious if they're not at home. No way. Yeah, what, can you find, what's, what's the line on What's this? the line? Let's look it up. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm, I'm checking FanDuel Sportsbook. Ooh. The DraftKings line is Tottenham plus 225. Draw plus two fifty five, Arsenal money line plus one fifteen. Hmm. So Arsenal road, nor should I say Tottenham are home dogs to Arsenal. You love, you love to see it. Quite frankly, <laughs> you really do. Really, who who do you feel like has it in them to score a goal in a moment like this? Not even just the game, but this part of the season. Do you know how big a winning goal would be? Yeah, I 
honestly, I think that Martinelli does. I think he's just going to feast. Like he's just, he just gets so hyped. I think he's going to drive and drive and drive all match. Who's he, who will he be matched up against? I guess in the three back, it's Romero and who's the right back? I forget his name. That's so many. Yeah, I'm checking right now. Spurs will start most likely. Doherty? Yeah. Uh, I like that matchup. I do as well. I feel like Loris or Dyer have a clanger in them. Romero and Doherty is on that side. Saka versus Monlay. I hate three backs. They're really teams that play three backs. I think just aren't going for it, and that just makes me think of Tottenham. Well, I just think that that'll leave room, kind of in those middle channels. That we, if we can really push high, our wing backs like they won't be able to double down too much, and I think it'll leave some move, some room through the middle. I hope so. Or they're gonna sit everybody, everybody well, by Harry Kane back. Most likely. And. Similar to United, he's he's the outlet. Can they find him? Yeah, it'll be that Kane, and then Sun will kind of hide, kind of in and around that Ben White area, and just hoping to like spin off his back and get in. Yeah, if I'm Tottenham, which I'm thankful I'm not, oh, I think Lord, yeah, not. I think they look at the United game to be able to create similar outlets, and um, even the Brighton game because that Brighton game was frustrating for mm-hmm. um, for some big periods. And the kind of similar, similar tactics. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love a goal from anyone because mm-hmm. that would tell me a lot about them as a player, and uh, I think this would tell me a lot about us as a team. Yeah, I think it's a big one. I think I think we'll learn a lot about our squad away from home against a big rival. Just how. I think I think this will be a game where we see like okay where do we truly need upgrades, um, or where are we really strong. Well, I think our starting eleven strong, but that might be it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we are coming up at time, and I have a quick uh, few listener questions. Let's quick hit these real quick. Hit them. All right. This is from the bald gooner. He posted a poll on Twitter. Um, would you? Straight up, swap Dominic Calvert Lewin for Kieran Tierney, Kevin. I might be overthinking this, but I feel like this is an easy yes. You know, I love Tierney, but we have right now plenty of cover on our back line, and you know where we don't have plenty of cover mm. on our attacking line. Plus, we don't have anyone who fits the mold of Calvert Lewin, a guy who can win a be a ball winner in the air help unlock a team like Newcastle. I think that would be that would be bonkers business for us to pull off. Yeah, originally I voted yes on the poll and then I had myself convinced no. Um but I'm starting to think yes. Based off of that, Kev. Yeah. I I think we could revive his career a little bit, get him a little healthy. And if at the end we wanted to sell him, I think we would make more on Calvert Lewin than we would on Tierney. So swap straight mm. up. I'm I'm all for. Mm. Okay. I, I will say that question makes me want to 
do a segment for our next pod. What if we do a Arsenal transfer target miss list of guys who turned out to not really be that good? Ooh. Okay, Kev, why don't you start doing think some about, research? Think about Buendia. We were all about him. Or who was the Leon center mid that we were all about for a couple of years? Oh, Usam Awar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, next question is coming from James at the Real 49ers. Would you swap Balogun and some cash for Latoro Martinez? Uh, it's hard to say after his uh, performance in the the World Cup final. Oof. That was not a clinic by any means. Um, no, I, I just want to sell him. I don't. I like him a lot, but I think um, cashing in on him would be smart. Mm-hmm. If I'm we can get, up. yeah, if we can get forty million, I'm in. Yeah, that deal needs to be done. Yep. So yeah, Latoro can play out wide too, and I don't see how Balogun's getting into our top team right now. I could see Balogun jumping Eddie at some point soon. No way. Yeah, bro. The, the disrespect around Eddie and Kitty is unbelievable. It's not, a disrespect. it's not disrespect around Eddie. It is. It's I five really goals think. in five games. He's yeah. really freaking good. I also but, think we could cash in on Eddie. And I think Balogun would be a fantastic. But why up. cash in on Eddie when he's scoring goals in the league? Okay. It's just an opinion. I, you, you bringing up fair points, but I just, I don't know. I, I give me the proven in the league guy. Any day, yeah. Prem, prem proven, right, Kev? Prem proven, baby. Yeah, you're probably right. No, Kev, make that eleven. Make that almost eleven. We're we're gonna have to do this as a some teamwork or do you want me to just do this on my own yeah we trust you do a little research yeah i'm believing the archives all right let's do it i will bring this next week okay you heard it here first arsenal bros exclusive benny what are the questions great questions so far that that question from the bald gooner was from our friends at the arsenal thing it's an arsenal thing podcast Mm -hmm. with jay and tom so good good folks yes yeah, give them a listen if you haven't checked them out yet. Um, this one's coming from Grant Barrel at at Grant Barrel. Can Arsenal win a trophy this season if Gabriel Jesus is out the rest of the season? He is a City fan. Whoa, so whoa, does, whoa, whoa, whoa! Rest of the like season. Jesus. Isn't that what he said? He's How many trophies will win now that Jesus is out? Will they still be able to capture at least one? If so, he- which one? Well, he's not out the rest of the season. Let's let's clarify that. Yeah. He's not even in his brace anymore. I think we got six weeks and he's back. That's the hope. Um Yeah. Without worrying about the wording of the question, I think it is a good question. Do do either of you want to answer this first? Or you want me to step up? No, I'm gonna answer first. I, I think we can. I I mean, look at the uh Europa League by the time Jesus is back. I don't think we still will have played yet. So his absence, I don't think, affects the Europa League at all. 
Yep. Now the the league position, that's where that question comes in. So Kev. Which competition do we have the best chance of winning or can we win something? Yeah. I think I agree with Nick. I think Europa is always gonna be the the trophy we have the best chance of winning. And I think we can win that with or without Jesus. So that will be my my obvious answer for that. Yeah, I'm with you, Kev. I think the Europa League gives us the uh, the best chance at this present moment. Okay, last question, and this one comes from me at Benny Macon. Uh, what is the price you would pay for Mudrick? Ooh, whatever it takes. Hundred mil. Golly, I think. My theory is that we're trying to break the transfer record, Pepe's record, with somebody else, just to just to get that get past it. Mm-hmm. So or how maybe. much? How much would you pay? I would like to pay like seventy five with add-ons. Okay, but oh man, I don't. I don't think we'll pay a hundred million. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think we'll go to 80, 82. And I think you get to 100 million and the expectations are too much for somebody who's not even going to start. Yeah. Right now, but he will be tremendous to add, but yeah. Would love 75. Mm -hmm. We get closer to 90 and I start getting just worried about the expert, the unrealistic expectations. I don't care how much money we pay. It's not my money. It's yep. the expectations that come with that. Kev? I My guess is it'll be around 70 to 75 with add-ons. How much would I you think pay? I would not go over that. Okay. I, cool. think that I think that amount is somewhat acceptable for the... Because I think you're, you're paying for it's a future investment in a way and you're paying for the mm-hmm. ability that could be there. And it's a deal. I'm hoping I was positive about this on our last pod. And I think it is still trending in the right direction. It's just a matter of getting it over the line. Mm-hmm. And part of me hopes that we don't take too long in these final couple of weeks over a final, like we'll say up to zero to 10 million in add-ons at some point. I'd just rather pay those and get them here sooner because we know it will definitely be a bit of an adjustment. And I think, I hate to say this, I think he will be more of an investment for next season than this year. But even if he can play some key minutes for us this year, that'll make a huge difference. Yeah. Good points. Yeah, really excited. I mean, I feel like we haven't signed an attacker in a long time. Except for Gabriel Jesus in the summer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was exciting. It was. So what I'm here for more of life. How could I forget him? I can't wait till he's back. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that does it for us at the Arsenal Bros. Thanks for uh, tagging along with us this long. It was, good, uh, it was a good chat today. Indeed it was. Man, big, uh, big one this weekend. I'm ready for sure. it, but it's only Tuesday at the time of recording. I can't believe that. Gear up, folks. Gear up. Okay. Well, for uh, 
Oh, you're gonna you're gonna close it too? Yeah, nice. I, I figured I'd do it. I'll give it a shot. Big boy Benny taking the reins. Okay. Well, for Nick and Kevin, I'm Ben. Thanks for uh, joining us on the Arsenal Bros podcast. Up the Arsenal. Hey, if you made it this far, you're a legend. Thanks for listening and for supporting the Arsenal Bros. You can find us on Twitter at the Arsenal Bros. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.